0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. National Signing Day right around the corner. Let's break it all down right here on Gators Breakdown. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Get in on the excitement of Super Bowl 56. Sign up with MyBookie. Use our promo code Gators to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore sec. Coming at you a couple of days before National Signing Day solo episode here. Will Miles will join me Wednesday night as we take a look back at National Signing Day, all the storylines that'll be happening over the next couple of days on Signing Day as well. So that'll be the show, the main episode this week. National Signing Day show Wednesday night. Will Miles and me. Getting together to break it all down. But this episode, let's uh, lead up to it. A lot of the storylines going into National Signing Day. All the big targets Florida's going after. Maybe some commitments even before National Signing Day on Tuesday, the day before National Signing Day. So plenty of storylines going to be taking place over the next couple of days. A lot of targets out there still for the Gators. We'll go over all of them. Who could be signing with the Gators on Wednesday right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown? But before we do, let's get into some really, really good news. We've missed it the last couple of years. We've missed it so much. I know on the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But if you like me, you like being in Gainesville, you like being around the fans, you like being around each other, you like tailgating, we get one more opportunity to do so. Something we haven't got to do the last couple of years, Florida has announced the spring game date, the orange and blue game, Saturday, April 16th, one o'clock. So there we go. Good news. Good news there, of course, as we get our spring game back. We missed it the last couple of years, 2020, due to the pandemic. Last year, the swamp was being used as a COVID testing site and all that. So they decided not to have the spring game. One of only two SEC teams last year that did not have one, Florida and Kentucky. Uh, and they're now, it is fixed Look, I mean, we knew this was coming, so not big breaking news. We just didn't know the date. So Saturday, April 16th, put it in your calendars, take a screenshot, whatever you got to do, right there, April 16th. Go ahead and make your plans, and let's go have a good time in Gainesville. Let's go pack the swamp for a spring game. Billy Napier's first spring game. First time we get a chance to look at the team in his image. Saturday, April 16th. One more time, right there, 1 o'clock. The orange and blue game. So all right. Good stuff there. Already. Already getting ready for that. But of course, we'll right here on Gator's Breakdown. We'll be counting down to all that. We'll have our spring, spring coverage and all that. Then so we'll probably have to find out. It'll be, I would assume, around mid-March, early to mid-March for um, spring practice to start. So that'll be leading up to the April 16th spring football game. So, all right, of course, now recruiting the hot topic going into National Signing Day right here. So let's take a look back at the visits this past weekend, some highlights from the, the, the visits, mostly the 2022 guys who will be making their decisions over the next couple of days here. Recap, past weekend, starting with the headline coming out, kind of the headline coming in too because of all, how fast it all came together, but defensive end edge rusher from Jacksonville, Jack Pyburn, Fast riser senior season from the bowl school here in Jacksonville. This one came together pretty fast late last week to get him to visit. Before you know going into the visit, he had a finalist set already, just two schools Miami and Auburn. Florida's his dream offer. He got that offer. After visiting Gainesville this past weekend, like I said, come together. He wasn't really even on the we we'll go back to what Thursday's episode that I cut for Gator's Breakdown. That's when we found out. The, by the time I had cut that episode and put it out, there were some old dudes already in there. And part of it was guys who weren't not no longer were no longer visiting, and then some guys who were going to visit. And we get word on Friday that Pyburn had been uh, you know invited to visit Florida this weekend, this past weekend, and then gets that offer. That coveted offer from Florida, and it should go a long way in getting his commitment on Tuesday. He will commit, as I record this on Monday, he'll record tomorrow, or he'll re- uh, commit tomorrow on Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. I believe it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Grew up a Gator fan here in Jacksonville. His family's Gators. That's a plus. Had great things to share about his visit this past weekend and getting that offer. Wanted that Florida offer. Getting in late shouldn't hurt Florida here too much. Uh, It'd be a complete surprise right now if he didn't choose Florida. I mean, it's not like he's had long-standing relationships with Auburn and Miami either. Auburn's kind of going through uh, their coaching situation, coaching trouble right now, hanging on to coordinators. Uh, Miami, of course, also having issues filling out their coaching staff. Florida's got his position coach ready to go. He was hanging out with Coach Mike Peterson over the weekend. So I do wonder as well, he's that edge rusher, maybe, maybe playing a little bit of outside the linebacker if the scheme calls for it, if being hosted by Mike Peterson or being around Mike Peterson during the visit is any indication there as well. But mostly edge rush I uh, hear. Got to watch a couple of his games. Here in Jacksonville, we televised the very first game uh, of bowls this past season, so got to be around um, Piper just a little bit. wasn't really too wasn't really pinging on my radar too much. Even he had tweeted uh, about a year ago; he had he had no big time offers, uh, no star ranking. We'll get into it just a second where the star ranking is, but faster riser his senior year. And I'm telling you, I mean, I mean I've, he did he he was somebody that uh, did flash. As I was watching, I wasn't really looking for any particular players in watching bowls, but he was somebody who flashed, somebody who really got into the mental side of the opposing offense because he's tenacious. He plays with a mean streak. That was something I I, I noticed just watching him play. Mean streak, no-nonsense approach, go get the job done, plays vicious. Will Wants to go hit somebody, wants to go take their head off. Smart player there. Uh, at Bowles as well. Everybody kind of knows that reputation of of, of playing Bowles private school here in Jacksonville uh, as well. So no nonsense approach. Hopefully when Tuesday rolls around, he'll be committing to the Gators there. Very, very strong player, highly regarded wrestler as well. So Pyburn's highest rated on Rivals, four-star edge rusher. Rivals has him as the 34th ranked in the country. On three, 24-7 ESPN have him rated as a three-star. 24-7 and ESPN have him around the 50th best edge rusher in the country. So there's Jack Pyburn right there, defensive edge rusher, defensive end, edge rusher from Jacksonville Bowls. Be on the lookout on Tuesday for that one. Since Tuesday is a hot topic as well, as we're talking about maybe a possible commitment, Flora could be in it for two Possible commitments on Tuesday. So we'll keep it here. Let's get into the decision. Wide receiver DJ Allen. He'll be making his decision on Tuesday as well. Choose between Florida and TCU. Visited Gainesville this past weekend. From the state of Texas. So TCU has the location in its, in, in its favor. Florida squarely in this one, though. He did mention... I thought this was you know, co- coming from the interviews. Uh, a lot of the interviews out there said the same thing all throughout. So, you know, I'll, yeah, I've sourced on three, 24-7, Sports Illustrated, those guys there, but pretty much the same thing. And all of them saying that the new offense was mentioned, how the offense is going to look. It'll look similar to what we saw in Louisiana the last few years. But the staff is telling him on being able to open up that offense a bit more. So, as I said, you, you – the last couple of weeks, we've been able to gleam, especially from the defensive side of the ball. Hey, what's this team going to look like a bit? How are the, how are players going to be used in it? Well, we're also getting now from the offensive side, and DJ Allen being saying, "Hey, it's going to look a lot like that." But they're selling me that I can help open this offense a bit more, run after the catch. It was a big selling point here, and being able to get you know get him on the field, get him in this offense. So you're looking a, a lot alike, but I think you know, given AR's reputation given AR ceiling, what we have seen. Yeah, it'll look a lot like that Louisiana offense, but need some players like this to open it up just a bit more if need be. So Florida needs skill player talent at wide receiver. We talked about that last week. You know, Florida's targets right now really focused, really heavy on the skill player position. The wide receiver position in particular, Allen's certainly one of the best out there that's best available right now. So – on three, twenty-four-seven. ESPN. I'll rate him a four-star wide receiver. Rivals rates him a three-star. His highest ranking comes courtesy of 24-7 as they list list him as the 161st rated player. 28th overall wide receiver. It'll be a tough pull from TCU, but Florida's really squarely in the mix of this one. Uh the TCU got the proximity to home. A little bit of family history at TCU as well. Uh but I think the Florida coaching staff's done a really good job putting themselves in the mix here. So be on the lookout for that one, too. But a pretty close 50 50 battle here on on Tuesday. DJ Allen, wide receiver. Tuesday could be a. I I fully expect Pyburn to commit to Florida on Tuesday. Florida could get double news, double good news. So watch out for DJ Allen as well on Tuesday. All right. So now let's stay on the offense. Interesting story here along the trenches, along the offensive line, offensive tackle, Matthew McCoy. We all know how much Florida has struggled along the offensive line recruiting for a while now. Good buddy Bill Sykes, he's going to have a big article coming up on offensive line recruiting for Florida. A look at Billy Napier's offensive line recruiting, Rob Sale's offensive line recruiting coming up. That'll be on Read and Reaction coming up on Will site. Bill will also join Gators Breakdown next week after signing day. Uh, Everybody likes to get (laughs) a lot of people out there like to get Bill's thoughts on recruiting. So, National Signing Day episode on Wednesday night with, with Will and I. And then Bill will hop on next week, give his thoughts on National Signing Day, but also really dive into offensive line recruiting. So, a piece in that from this past weekend was Matthew McCoy visiting Gainesville. Of course, Florida hit the transfer portal already. Osiris Torrance, Cameron Waits. Torrance, an immediate contributor at the offensive line. Waits, developmental prospect coming up here for the Gators. David Connor's son, Christian Williams' son. Jalen Farmer's committed. We'll get into that just a bit. He received an offer from Alabama last week. Visited the Crimson Tide this past weekend. Putting his decision in question now. Phil signed with Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, Mississippi State in the mix as well. Things have been kind of iffy there since the coaching change. So with all those, uh, you know, offensive storylines, offensive line storylines, another that kind of moves to the forefront is the recruitment of McCoy from St. Augustine Creekside. Took official to visit, <clears throat> took a visit to Florida this past week. He had received visits from Rob Sell, Darnell Stapleton, the co-offensive line coaches for Florida last couple weeks, but not Billy Napier. Billy Napier never made the trip to see him one-on-one. So he visits Gainesville this past weekend, has great things to say about the visit. Did leave without the one-on-one visit in Gainesville with the head man himself, Billy Napier. They did spend some time together, but never the kind of one-on-one exit type of interview right there on campus. So with that scenario playing out like this, it does look like no committable offer from McCoy at the moment. He named the final two of Florida and Miami. But yeah, it's to the, the me, you read the writing on the wall here. The lack of one-on-one with Napier. To me, with all that, here's here's the hope in Florida. Keeps Farmer in the fold when it's all said and done. But I don't think the lack of pursuit towards McCoy is this. I, I don't think that has a bearing or feeling on how the staff feels about Farmer. I think that's completely unrelated. Or it could end up without both uh, when you look at it. A lot of people will question why wouldn't you with the struggle of that offensive line and, and needing the offensive line help. So I'm talking McCoy coming in underweight, meeting in person there. So might be why that final offer never really comes about. We'll see if anything changes leading up to National Signing Day. But pretty interesting storyline there along the offensive line. With what's going on with Farmer visiting Alabama, has been committed to Florida, but we'll see that the Alabama offer holds a lot of weight. We'll see if how how much Alabama really pursues that as well. There's some question there if Alabama, how serious Alabama is about offering Jalen Farmer. But there's your there's your trench report coming from. This past weekend along the offensive line. So, all right, before we move on, a couple more visits from this past weekend that won't amount to much to Florida, in my opinion. Defensive end Caden Story, tight end Danny Lewis visited this past weekend, neither ending up at Florida here. Story, I think too much of a connection to Clemson when it's all said and done. And Lewis has already eliminated Florida, in case you just missed that. He's down to LSU and Alabama, visited Florida this past weekend. Of course, he's a former Cincinnati commit, decommitted from Cincinnati. Looked like probably a Florida-LSU battle at the time, but Alabama's been into the mix now as well. I think he ends up in Baton Rouge, continuing to dance with Brian Kelly. But Lewis, you know, he, he had that history of being recruited by Napier, so there was that connection Back in his Billy Napier's time at Louisiana, but I think LSU wins out in the end over Alabama here. And we've discussed the tight end room a lot the last couple weeks. Florida's fine there as far as numbers go. I think Daniel Lewis would have kind of been icing on the cake. Not a huge need, especially where Florida has kind of went and who they're targeting now at the tight end position. So yeah, I think it's fine. I'm not going to sit here and say a whiff for a loss. I mean, if Florida wanted him, don't get me wrong. I mean, Billy Napier wanted him. Uh, but I think with you know, Florida pursuing what they already have at, at at tight end, it wasn't you know a huge huge loss, huge need there. All right, a lot of excitement around the Gators and the big targets on board. Linebacker Harold Perkins. Defensive back to Matthews. Running back to Citizen. We'll get into all those targets. And a few more ahead of National sign Day. But there's also a lot of excitement because the Super Bowl is right around the corner. Your team might have missed a big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus. Make sure you won't. Sign up at MyBookie now. Use our promo code Gators to have your first deposit matched instantly. So you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it. In my book, it gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on the field or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl. So get in on the action, let the confetti fall, and walk away a winner. Don't miss out. Head to my bookie. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code GATERS. Place your bets. Get ready for the unmatched excitement of the Super Bowl. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. All right, so let's keep it going here. We'll start with some of the big targets, and let's kind of keep the visit part of it going because we can't forget about late last week's visitor, running back Trevante Citizen, of course, comes off his Florida visit and names the Gators along with Auburn, LSU, and Miami, his finalist. Auburn has Cadillac Williams helping out here, but as I kind of mentioned, they got their OC problems going on, so does that come into factor? Of course, LSU is a threat. Florida's still pursuing despite getting a commitment from ETN to transfer Johnson from Louisiana. I'm, I'm really neutral on this. I don't have a great feeling here for Citizen to end up at Florida not sure how much time the staff really got with him last week, even though he was on campus by himself. He still had the Florida staff going out there and visiting recruits all around the South, all around the country. Staff was still out on the road making a lot of visits to other recruits last week, so how much... I mean, they they did have some one-on-one time, but it wasn't like the citizen was around the staff the entire time he was in Gainesville because they were out. Now, they'd come back, have dinner, whatever, but... Not just that, I'd be pleasantly surprised if he ends up at Florida. I wouldn't, I wouldn't check market. I wouldn't say it's gonna happen. I won't shut the door on it, but it's it's just hard for me to buy into this one. Uh with the Florida having somewhat numbers at running back, okay numbers at running back, and we'll see what happens maybe out of spring practice there. But we got three going in for spring, spring practice. Lingard, Bowman. And transfer Johnson from Louisiana. But ETN in the fold, they've talked about playing together now, Citizen and ETN. But tough for me to see Florida end up with this one. And then the big ones, of course. Look, I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on <laughs> with Florida's two biggest targets, just a couple of days of National Signing Day. But the only thing I feel comfortable saying is. The moment of recording this, well, I don't know if something changes or not in the next day or so. But I don't think right now, I don't think anybody really knows. I think it's just a whole bunch of guessing out there for Perkins and Matthews. Could be some educated guesses. But people I trust, there are, you know, there's reasons for optimism. At the same time, there's reason for concern. And that's pretty much how it probably should be with these type of recruitments. <laughs> Two guys visiting, coming off of an LSU visit. I mean, of course, there's going to be a little bit of concern there, but it's how much going to be? A couple of days before Perkins and Matthews announce, we all know they visited LSU this past weekend. Of course, they're going to have a good time, getting winding down at LSU. That's what's supposed to happen. Now Perkins, we know there's a lot of a lot of family connection there. That'd love to see him in Baton Rouge. Hopefully, that doesn't play out. Hopefully, that that's not a big pull uh, for him. It does look like Florida was really able to get in on his mother, and maybe favor Florida in that regard a bit, really helping along the Gators there. But that big family connection to LSU is gonna hang there—a history, a history of being in that state, being from that state. I mean, of course, the interviews coming out. were there's interviews out there with the uncle, the father. They've pretty much let it known. They've they're. LSU fans. So, everything coming out right after the visit is going to be very, very pro LSU. So, you can get where a lot of pundits and analysts and recruitniks are kind of shying towards the LSU part in this a little bit. But I, I don't think a decision has been made as we sit here on Monday. Almost the same situations for Jacoby Matthews. Staff with uh, at LSU, Frank Wilson's impressed, um, and for him to still be considering them this heavy after being previously committed, I think makes a big impact there as well. Florida has Corey Raymond in the corner. I think Patrick Tony's defense, and he's used to defensive backs, can go a long way in selling Matthews. This one, I've been. Mean, these are some true. 50-50 battles right now, heading into national signing day for Florida's two biggest targets. Perkins and Matthews, they were there together in Baton Rouge this past weekend. You hope that doesn't you – love, you love for Florida to get both here. But them being together, you hope that doesn't sway both of them and going to LSU. I think most people out there – they, but they kind of go back and forth. You know, do they feel better about Matthews at Florida? Do they feel better about Perkins? I think it changes every hour, <laughs> it seems, uh, going out there. But true, true 50-50 battle here. I think it's just a lot of guesses out there right now. Not even sure if Perkins, Matthews, even know where they're going just yet. So certainly a lot of drama leading up to National Signing Day for those two guys. Yeah. <sighs> I think Florida should feel good about the wide receiver spot heading into national signing day. Couple more targets here. Arles Boardingham, Caleb Douglas. Two recruits I feel Florida leads for heading into putting pen to paper. I've been told Boardingham seem more as a true hybrid, maybe leaning more towards the wide receiver position, more so than tight end. But of course, has that mold, that hybrid type of body, pass catcher. He'll be used as such. I do think that Oregon le- visit was legit. I think the interest is legit there. Could play a part here in the end, but I think Na- uh, Napier Pigler done a good enough job here for all this. him, Caleb Douglas. I think much tighter battle between Florida and LSU. More so th- the Boardingham, uh, given some history here with Kerry Colbert being previously committed to USC while Colbert was there. I think that sets up well for Florida. He was on the LSU visit this past weekend as well with Perkins and Matthews. So you hope all three don't get caught in that Bayou mojo that LSU could produce, uh, especially for these in-state guys. But mention, you know, Florida going after that skill player. I mean, finishing this class, they would really need to hit the skill player spots. Yeah, Travante Citizen at running back. We'll see how that one turns out. Farnes hit tight end. Still some spots that receiver open. Boardingham, Douglas, Allen. I don't think Allen's decision Tuesday affects too much what Douglas would do on Wednesday. But all right, let's go. Let's take a look right here. I'll list them if you're watching on the YouTube version. There's the targets. There's the main names right there that we'll be looking for going into National Signing Day on Wednesday. Linebacker, Harold Perkins. Defensive back, Jacoby Matthews. Running back, Trevante Citizen. Wide receiver, tight end, Arliss Boardinghead. Wide receiver, DJ Allen. He will make his decision on Tuesday. Wide receiver, Caleb Douglas. Defensive end, Jack Pyburn. He'll commit on Tuesday as well. As I said, Jalen Farmer. Have him listed. Yes, he's committed to Florida. The Alabama offer out there, looming large. We'll see how serious that is. You know, I, I mean, look, it's, it's it, to me, it kind of speaks. You know, he gets he gets that Alabama offer. It might be only rated a three star, but you also got some of these other schools that are trying to get in on Farmer. So. Maybe lowly-rated prospect, but seems to be one that's identified right now. And we'll see if Florida can finish up the trenches with a commit of Jalen Farmer. Hopefully keep him in the fold right there. But Auburn, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Alabama in the mix with Florida for the current commit there. So there you go. And you have, feel pretty good if you look at that list, Boardingham, Allen and or Douglas, Pyburn. When there's your four right there, you feel pretty good about what can Florida pull out of Perkins, Matthews and Citizen. That's, that's the storyline of signing day. All those Florida LSU battles right there. And <laughs> top, top of the board prospects. All right, so before on Tuesday, let's take a look right here. Where does Florida rank going into right here on this Monday, going into Tuesday when they can get a couple prospects? Of course, we'll boost Florida's rating going into National Signing Day on Wednesday. They can grab grab a couple of those guys on Tuesday, but twenty four seven, Florida has a ranking of twenty sixth. Now, 24-7 sports overall, they started including this. That counts recruits, high school recruits, and that counts transfers. That's Florida at 18th. Counting the transfers, counting high school recruiting. 24-7 sports overall has Florida 18th. On three has Florida 29th. Rivals has the Gators 33rd. And ESPN has the Gators at thirty fifth, so much much improved from heading into early signing day, of course. But there's you look at where Florida ranks going into National Signing Day, going into that Tuesday where Florida could both of their both of their rankings just a bit a day before National Signing Day. So there we go. That gets you caught up. Heading into National Signing Day. We will have a Gators Breakdown Plus chat on Discord Tuesday evening. If anything develops, anything else comes out. But one last National Signing Day preview. That episode, will, I'll. it'll be a chat. It'll be kind of like the Twitter spaces, but it'll be Gators Breakdown Plus members only on Discord. We'll have some Q&A. We'll sports bar talk. Pretty much just a bit on Gators Breakdown Plus Discord and I'll turn it around for an episode that just lives on for Gators Breakdown Plus members. So if you want to join, link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. You'll get that unique episode and probably do it again Thursday to get some feedback from what you guys think of Florida's National Signing Day class. How it all ends up after Wednesday. So some Gators Breakdown Plus stuff coming up this week with everything centering around National Signing Day. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.